Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 22nd of January 2022 and look at those lovely recurring numbers, the numbers two. I suggest you look those up in, there's Angel Scribes, I think, does the uh, angel numbers that I like to read. Interesting date. And the title of today's show is Spiritual Warfare, Narrative Changes, Ghislaine and Andrew, Babbitt Murder Update. And I want to start this show with a bit more on the spiritual nature of this uh, war that we're engaged in. And I want to just start with a little of my own experiences, because um, this week I've had the most incredible week of manifestations. It's been um, quite astounding, actually, with particularly related to financial matters. I've had a debt cancelled. I've got a new client for my website development. Uh, I've sorted out my UK pension after having trouble getting through to the system and everything else for like three months, um, perhaps longer than that. It's been an incredible thing. And what I want to say is that, you know, it's so important, as I've said on multiple shows about keeping focused on what you want not what you don't want and you know I look through so much news in order to gather the information I want to share on my weekly show but I don't allow myself to get dragged into emotional dramatic responses to it I'm reporting on it from a very detached point of view and this is so important because the more that we focus on the problem the more we're going to add energy to creating more of that problem and for the problem to perpetuate you know these are extraordinary times and we're seeing so much criminality and evil but we cannot allow ourselves to be dragged down into that we still need to keep our focus on what we want to achieve as an outcome. And um, I actually started doing some short meditations this week and I actually asked for a message from my angels and spirit guides. And one of the key messages that I got was abundance and wealth and prosperity is not only going to be showered on me, but on everyone who is working for the light, everybody who is on the side of the light. And that is really encouraging because, as I said in a one on a, on a later day, that it's because we're doing the work, we are going to be rewarded. So that's very encouraging. I also said, when is the dark side going to be removed, the Luciferians, the corrupt and everything? And the answer I got was, it has already happened. And we're seeing more and more of this in the alternative news. Even X-22 and Am We Know have started talking about the fact that, you know, the Trump that we very often see in the media is not the real Trump. And even Boris Johnson, you know, it's being called out that that's not the real Boris Johnson, that he was replaced so there's more and more reveal going on. And I really think we need to keep our vibration up. We need to keep the faith and keep our eye on the prize. And we are winning. Believe me, we are winning. And so I want to start with a couple of things that are very much focused on the spiritual battle. And before I do, I'd just like to say I'm on a wonderful new eating plan, which is keto based. And every morning I have a shake. So my dear friend Annie Avedisian, who also is a host on Cosmic Reality Radio, um, she's also a Brit, of course. Her show is a metaphysical martini, and I suggest you really take the time to listen to those. But she always has a martini during her show. Well, I'm here. I'm actually having a healthy shake because I've got some serious weight loss to, 
to deal with. So, <laughs> and it's going extremely well. So, if I pause for a minute, it's because I'm having a drink of my really delicious, um, healthy protein shake. So there. So let's get on to the news. I've got an awful lot to cover today. Again, I hope I can get it all inside the hour show. And this is a brutal message from Alejandro Jodorowsky. And it was shared on Facebook. And it says the elite already knew about the quantum leap, so they released that thing. It's not fitting that we are free and cannot avoid it. We are powerful in love and they underestimate us, which is why they're in a hurry to officially launch a new world order. The quantum leap is already produced. The dark elites are very scared. They knew that the human collective was reaching a very high vibration, but they were not aware to what extent or of the amount of awake souls that there is now. They no longer hide. Their attacks are direct and frontal. There are still those who are not able to see it, but this does not mean that it is not real. The attacks will increase. They will try by all means that people do not wake up, that those who are awake cannot communicate so as not to wake the others, and that those who are advanced are seen as crazy or delinquents. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. The quantum leap has already taken place. It is unstoppable. Humanity already contemplates animals as similar already respects Mother Earth, already understands that there is no separation. The souls who embody already come as masters, not to experience, they embody out of love. We may be witnessing total change or not. The transition may take a week or 300 years, but it is unstoppable. Whatever happens during the transition... Remember that you have offered yourselves to be here and now. You are the drivers of change. Whatever happens, you see what you see. You have a responsibility. There is one thing required of you, only one. Do not be fed. It's the only thing you have to do. It's that simple. Don't get fed. The human being, among other things, is one of the most powerful generators that exist. We are vortices. Depending on the polarity in which you align yourself, you create one frequency or the other. These entities feed on the negative frequency. We feed them for millennia. The awakening of humanity has tilted the collective vortex towards the positive pole. From there, they are attacking with such ferocity, they are starving. Surely you already knew it, or maybe this is the first time you get this message. It doesn't matter Ask yourself if it rings out. Don't believe anything. Connect with your soul and see. If your soul tells you it's true, don't waste an extra second of your existence serving as food. Eliminate the, the low passions of your life. Hatred, resentment, envy, fear, vices, foods that come from the suffering of another being. Lies, ambition, selfishness, sadness, distrust. All this generates dense energy, nourishment for the dark ones. Be aware of your emotions, and if on some occasion you feel this way, ipso facto change your energy, play music that elevates you and sing, dance, breathe, light an incense, hug your cat, your dog or your family member, animal, go for a walk in nature or in the park, meditate, exercise, do what is necessary, but immediately change that energy because you are serving as food. Always be aware it is the only thing that is asked of you. Do not feed the dark hordes. Feed your soul with everything that helps you to elevate yourself. If you get used to living in the frequency of love, your reality will change to your will effortlessly. You are unstoppable. You are a powerful being. Fear not. Free your mind from the matrix Focus your attention on what you want, but above all, have fun, be happy, smile, sing, dance, love. And that really uh, emphasizes again what I was saying about keeping your eye on the outcome. And the thing is, you know, with all these energy shifts, um, we are manifesting faster than ever. So that's why it's even more critical 
to be very mindful of where your thoughts and your emotions are going. And Corey Good actually put out um, a post again on Facebook. And whatever your opinion of Corey Good, this again is a really good message. Um, this is put out on Thursday. I've been a bit shocked at the resistance the spiritual community has had to the spiritual warfare side of what we are going through right now. I wish I could get many in the community to understand that shadow being infestations are causing a lot of the problems in our community. They have been deployed to harass and derail light workers from their missions. Many have a false sense of divine protection or imagined immunity from these dark beings, but need to understand the brighter their light, the more these beings are attracted or deployed in their direction. Are you more agitated or having more arguments with those around you? Are you more reactionary and dealing with more anxiety than usual? Are you having strange illness symptoms or feel drained of energy more than usual? Are you having more intrusive thoughts than normal? If so, you may be the target of these dark entities. I challenge everyone in the community to unplug from all news and competing narratives on the internet for two weeks and focus on balancing their energy. I would encourage everyone to go through a spiritual and physical cleansing and meditative process and then clean the energies from their homes. If you take up this challenge, I would advise you to smudge your home with sage and to use organite crystals and tar water to seal windows and doors. I would also get a large bag of salt and pour it around the outside of your property while holding the intention of protection from all negative or uninvited energies or entities. I would then fill a spray bottle with a light mixture of salt and water and then spray down areas of the house where you have had negative encounters or arguments with your loved ones. I would repeat this cleansing process multiple times during this two-week period. We will be discussing a lot more about spiritual warfare and relationships during these crazy and unpredictable times. Please go to Ascension Works TV for more information on the course. And it's a link to ascensionworks.tv. So um, that is really echoing the situation in terms of the spiritual warfare. And it was very apt because a dear friend of mine was suffering from major anger issues, which, you know, is not like her at all. So I shared this information with her and hopefully it has helped. But we do need to be very careful because, you know, when we do get into those emotions, we open ourselves even more to those negative entities. So keep the vibration high, folks. And know that we're winning. I also want to share with you the latest newsletter from Aseti, James Gilliland. And this one is entitled, Welcome to the Land of Oz. In the days to come, you're going to watch a shell game, a psyops with so many twists and turns, it will drive you mad. With every good psyops, there are many levels, planned opposition, white hats, black hats, switching hats. If you do not know how to use the discernment of the soul, you will be led down many a path to nowhere. One of the best ways to understand who is who is by association. Researching their past, who your heroes have associated with in the past, is usually a good indicator of their character and agenda. Research where their funding comes from and how they use it. You are going to find many people and organisations which portray themselves as champions of truth to be put in place as planned opposition to give you the feeling all is being taken care of. An example is whole agencies and departments within agencies have been created to deal with issues like child trafficking, pedophilia, other crimes, staffed by pedophiles and criminals hiding behind badges and positions. Departments designed to ensure health are run by the very people that have been responsible for the ill health of the nation. Environmental agencies and the departments of forestry are funded by the very same people destroying the environment and defore deforesting the land. I always call the EPA the um, Environment Pollution Agency. <laughs> 
Now the masses have been socially engineered to give them billions, carbon credits, etc., without even knowing where the money is going. They think it's going to combat global warming, a myth, and Save the Polar Bears research is proving they're rapidly growing in numbers. Climate change is real, according to the raw data, global warming is a myth. Being out in nature lately, ever wonder why your weather has been 10 to 13 degrees off in favour of global warming? It is called the adjusted data. Whenever you see a person on mainstream and now social media shaking their fist at the government and major corporations, chances are if they are getting all the press and not censored, they are a planned opposition. It has all been a control narrative for years. Even Greta figured that one out. There will always be those for the right amount of money that will sell their souls, throw their friends and families under the bus, along with the well-being of the planet. That, my friends, is the problem. As you move up the ladder of power, fame and wealth, eventually you will hit the wall that says if you want to continue, there is a price to pay. If you want to join the big boys stroke girls club, there will be certain requirements and allegiances. Those requirements are usually very dark actions and those allegiances are to some very dark organisations. In the days to come, you're going to hear about some of those actions and allegiances which are going to cause your heroes and icons to fall. Remember, they are not role models and did not get to where they are in most cases by maintaining their integrity and service to others. That is a different world. The biggest letdown will be with the controlled opposition followers when they realise their leaders are part of what they profess to be against. Has anything changed due to their actions of the past, despite millions donated to them? We are not here to name names. We are only here to suggest extreme discernment in the days to come. Do not follow anyone or any organisation blindly. Do your own research as to their associations, past and present. Nothing external can take you to God. That is an internal process. No one can fulfil your own unique soul purpose. Only you can do that. No one can tell you what that unique soul purpose is. That must be found from within. Do not worship anyone or anything that diminishes your self-worth, your own personal God connection. When you do idolise and worship externally, you're like a leaky, leaky battery giving away your power to those that in most cases do not deserve it. There are teachers that teach by example and never trespass on free will. There are no drive through avatar classes no matter how much you pay. There are only reminders of what is within. Critical thinking, research and running things through the heart is imperative. Don't follow the herd, question their path, unless, of course, you're going for herd immunity. Ask yourself, how does this feel? Look around you with fresh eyes. Step away from social consciousness. Get out in nature, free yourself of the social engineering. That is when the light comes on, when you realise something is not quite right. Soon you will see through the grand psyops, the social engineering, the twists and double twists to keep you confused, distracted. It is all right to be you, not what is expected of you. That is when the curtain falls and you see who is pulling the cords and chains, creating the illusion you once thought was real. Love is real, joy is real, nature is real, love and joy are found within. Nature is the best environment to find your love and joy, your true self. Step away from the chaos. Chaos is the healing. It is the dismantling of an old world which its time has ended. Find those of like mind and co-create a new world. Yet always remember, truth evolves. And that goes back to what I was saying about keep your eyes on the outcome. We can co-create this new world. We can be observing of the 3D crazy matrix without being part of it. We can, we can stand above it. In, in the words of uh, Eckhart Tolle, it's being the observer, the detached observer that gives us that inner power. So be very vigilant and um, 
Yeah, I think this article, you know, was preaching to the converted in terms of a lot of the listeners to this show, but um, I think it's still good to underscore where we are and what we need to focus on. So I'm going to move on to the other news now. And I'm going to start uh, with these narrative changes relating to COVID-19. And people are very kind of suspicious about why this sudden turnaround, because, you know, when you understand what the agenda of the dark side was in terms of jabbing everybody with this bioweapon, why have they suddenly um, done a complete about turn? And... I'm going to start with what's going on in the UK. Um, this is Epoch Times. England ends all COVID passports, mask mandates, work restrictions, January 19th. And I'm really happy for the UK. Obviously, I've got many connections over there, being not being by motherland, as it were. But it does make you wonder what's going on. And a lot of people have wondered if it's political on the bar- behalf of Boris Johnson, because he was getting a lot of criticism and pushback. So he may have made the political decision that he needed to take this action to reverse all the um, COVID uh, restrictions. Um, And I've read that he was actually against all of this originally. So he could be returning to his original position. We'll see. So the article reads, restrictions including COVID-19 passes, mask mandates and work from home guidance will be removed in England, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced on Wednesday. Johnson also suggested that self-isolation rules may also be thrown out at the end of March as the CCP virus pandemic becomes endemic like the flu. Hello, Effective immediately, the UK government is no longer asking people to work from home. The COVID pass mandate for nightclubs and large events won't be renewed when it expires on January 26th. Also from January 27th, indoor mask wearing will no longer be compulsory anywhere in England. The requirement for secondary school pupils to wear masks during class and in communal areas will be lifted on January 20th. The Department for Education is expected to update its national guidance soon. Health Secretary Sajid Jajid, I don't know if I've pronounced that right, will also announce plans to ease restrictions on care home visits in the coming days. Roaring cheers from lawmakers could be heard in the House of Commons following Johnson's announcements on masks. People who test positive for COVID-19 and their unvaccinated contacts are still required to self-isolate. But Johnson said he very much expects not to renew the rule when the relevant regulations expire on March 24th. As COVID becomes endemic, we will need to replace legal requirements with advice and guidance, urging people with the virus to be careful and considerate of others, the Prime Minister said. Asked to remove testing rules for vaccinated UK-bound travellers, Johnson said the government is reviewing the testing arrangements on travel and that an announcement can be expected in the coming days. But he refused to reconsider the vaccination mandate for frontline healthcare workers, insisting the evidence is clear that healthcare professionals should get vaccinated. Johnson told MPs that the Cabinet decided to remove its so-called Plan B measures on Wednesday morning as data suggests the Omicron wave has peaked nationally and he attributed stabilising hospital admission numbers to the extraordinary booster campaign and the public's compliance to the restriction measures. The removal of the Plan B measures against the CCP virus came as the Prime Minister battles increasing pressure calling for him to resign over alleged lockdown-breaching parties in Number 10 Downing Street, the Prime Minister's official residence, during the pandemic. It also came after Number 10 received a petition on Monday signed by more than 200,000 people calling for an end to vaccine passports and similar COVID certifications. A separate petition calling on the reversal of vaccine mandates for healthcare workers which was also delivered to number 10 on Monday, received about 160,000 signatures. 
Governments in Scotland and Wales have also announced the removal of Omicron curbs, but mandatory indoor mask wearing and COVID passes will remain in place. And there's a correction. Mandatory indoor mask wearing will be lifted on January 27th. The Epoch Times regrets the error. So um, that's interesting. And also, which was a bit of a surprise, I must say, um, Ireland is also ending most CCP virus restrictions, including the COVID passport. And Ireland, of course, is part of the EU still, has been pretty draconian in terms of the restrictions. And this was published yesterday. Almost all CCP virus restrictions in Ireland will end on Saturday, including domestic COVID-19 certificates, curfews, social distancing and capacity limits. Addressing the nation following the recommendation to lift the restrictions from the National Public Health Emergency Team, Tawizich, Irish Prime Minister, Michael Martin, declared it's time for the Irish to be ourselves again. This makes Ireland the second country following England to remove mandatory vaccine passports after they were implemented. But the mask mandate, self-isolation rules and protective measures in schools will remain. And Martin strongly encouraged people to get themselves and their children vaccinated. Premises will no longer have to manage people's movements, group sizes and distances. And the 8pm curfew for hospitality businesses and indoor events will be lifted. From 6am on Saturday, COVID certificates, which are currently required as proof of vaccination or recovery, to access indoor hospitality venues, cinemas, theatres, gyms and leisure centres will be scrapped. Restrictions on private indoor meetings, up to four families, and capacity limits for events and weddings will also be removed. However, mask wearing will still be required on public transport for those aged nine and over, in schools for children in third class and above, and in most indoor public spaces for those aged 13 and over, unless food and drinks are being consumed. The testing and isolation guidance for people with CCP virus symptoms, positive cases and their contacts remain the same. The rules on international travels also remain unchanged, with all arrivals required to show proof of vaccination, recovery or negative PCR test results. So I've really cherry-picked from that article because I've got a lot to cover, but that gives the key points, which is very encouraging. But as I say, I'm afraid we've become so sceptical about the people in power that we tend to think there might be some underlying dark agenda in all of this. Even the CDC has changed their position, and this is an article from The Defender, childrenshealthdefence.org. Politics, not science? Question mark. CDC takes radical U-turn on pandemic narrative, and this was pub- published on the 19th. In recent days, the pandemic narrative has undergone a remarkable number of U-turns, including the admission by CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky that COVID shots cannot prevent transmission. And this was by McCullough, Dr. McCullough. A story at a glance. In recent days, the pandemic narrative has undergone a remarkable number of U-turns. January 9, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky sent out a tweet saying we must protect people with comorbidities from severe COVID-19. In other words, focus protection, which is what tens of thousands of doctors have been calling for since the creation of the Great Barrington Declaration in early October 2020. January 10th, Walensky admitted that the COVID shots cannot prevent transmission. The CDC is now saying you should not retest once you've recovered from COVID, as the PCR can provide false positives for up to 12 weeks after the infection has been resolved. They're also cutting the isolation requirement from 10 to just five days, probably because the failing economy is hurting Biden's approval rating, so they need people to work. The narrative is also changing on what makes for a COVID case and how deaths are counted. Walensky recently admitted about 40% of COVID patients tested positive but do not have symptoms and are hospitalised for something else. She's also promised to deliver 
deliver data on how many people have actually died from COVID and how many died with it. I mean, we've been saying this for months, we conspiracy theorists, and people are saying we should rename conspiracy theory to spoiler alert because we've been right on so many counts. And I'm gonna, not going to read all the detail in here because, again, I have plenty more to cover. Now, something that really surprised me, I have to say, this is n-volve.com. Peter Daszak, who, of course, was part of EcoHealth Alliance, drops bombshell confession. EcoHealth Alliance was a CIA front group doing gain-of-function research in Wuhan, and this was yesterday. EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Daszak who conducted gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, has confessed to being a CIA agent working on behalf of the deep state, according to bombshell new claims. According to EcoHealth Alliance Associate Vice President Dr. Andrew Huff, Dazak personally confessed to him that he was secretly working on behalf of the Central Intelligence Agency and declared that EcoHealth Alliance was a CIA front organisation. Huff received his PhD in environmental health, specialising in emerging diseases before becoming an associate vice president at EcoHealth Alliance, according to a report by journalist Kenakoa. Infowars.com reports, while working with the global scientific non-profit, he was tasked with developing novel methods of biosurveillance, data analytics and visualisation for disease detection. EcoHealth Alliance, headed by Dazak and financed by several US government agencies, partnered with Dr. Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina and Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Institute of Virology to conduct gain-of-function research on bat-borne coronaviruses in communist China prior to the initial outbreak of COVID-19. Dazak reportedly oversaw the screening of thousands of bat samples for novel coronaviruses. The controversial research also involves screening people who work with live animals. The revelations added fuel to concerns that coronavirus pandemic originated from that very lab, which Dazak aggressively maintains is not true. Through a series of tweets posted on January 12th, Huff wrote, For the record, in 2015, Dr. Peter Daszak stopped me as we were leaving work late at night and asked me if he should work with the CIA. I was shocked given my experience in security. Over the next two months, he gave me updates on three separate occasions about his work with the CIA. When he asked me the question, I stated, Peter, it never hurts to talk with them and there could potentially be money in it. Meanwhile, I was cringing that he told me this in a non-classified setting, a skiff, to a person that was not read in and to an uncleared person, me. Then over the next two months at the break area while getting coffee or between meetings, he stated that they were interested in the places that we were working, the people involved, the data that we were collecting, and that the work with them was proceeding. Then Huff detailed his belief that Dazak's EcoHealth Alliance was a CIA front operation. The statement continued. Looking back, I now believe that EcoHealth Alliance was a CIA front organisation to collect viral samples and to collect intelligence on foreign laboratory capacity. There was no way that the data collected or the models being developed could predict transmission or pandemics. Contextually, EcoHealth was barely solvent and it was commonplace to lay off employees with the ebb and flow of federal and private funding. Peter would do anything or say anything to obtain funding. Intelligence organisations often target people in financial distress. From the CIA's perspective, it was a great plan, in my opinion, if what Dr. Peter Daszak said was true. Since it was commonplace for Peter to lie, I didn't necessarily believe him when he told me. However, based on the past two months of the US government spending millions of dollars surveilling me and MTRX Inc. employees, including military aircraft, attempting to destroy my house, bugging everything in it, stealing my property and hacking all my devices, I believe that the worst is likely true.
Prior to the public statement earlier that morning, Huff took to Twitter and claimed members of the US government IC community have been harassing me, broke into my house, stole hard drives and installed electronic surveillance devices throughout my house. This, Huff said, suggests to him that Dazak was not lying to him when he apparently explained that he had been working for the CIA. EcoHealth Alliance is likely a CIA front organisation. COVID-19 is the biggest intelligence failure since 9-11, wrote Huff. The cover-up is the greatest in US history, far worse than the Iran-Contra scandal. The truth is coming out, and I will testify this under oath. In a separate series of posts, Huff said that he wouldn't be surprised if the CIA stroke IC intelligence community orchestrated the COVID cover-up acting as an intermediary between Fauci, Collins, Dazak, Barrick and many others. At best, it was the biggest con- criminal conspiracy in US history by bureaucrats or political appointees. So all this information is coming out now and it does make you wonder why this timing. I know we've got Omicron, which they're saying is really the antidote to all of this because it's going to create herd immunity through basically what's little more than a common cold. But um, as I say, we tend to be rather sceptical of these things. Now, some people are saying, well, maybe it's because of these lawsuits that are pending. Now, a few weeks ago, I did share with you some information about a lawsuit um, that had been filed in the UK. And it seemed from the information that I got that it was Mark Steele who was behind this. Well, um, there was um, an image shared on Facebook um, yesterday that related to this UK lawsuit that I want to share with you. Um, It says, important public announcement, COVID-19 scandal, Metropolitan Police launched major investigation. And this was... 7th of January and it's got a Metropolitan Police logo and crime number 6029679 stroke 21. Hugely significant allegations have been made of serious crimes being committed by a number of UK government ministers, civil servants, heads of news networks etc. Crimes cited are misfeasance and misconduct in public office conspiracy to commit grievous bodily harm, conspiracy to administer a poisonous and noxious substance to cause serious harm and death, gross negligence, manslaughter, corporate manslaughter, corruption, fraud, blackmail, murder, conspiracy to commit murder, terrorism, genocide, torture, crimes against humanity, false imprisonment, multiple breaches of human rights, war crimes, multiple breaches of the Nuremberg Code 1947, multiple breaches of the Human Rights Act 1998, treason will also be added. The UK's biggest criminal investigation is now live. Hammersmith CID and the Metropolitan Police have accepted and are reviewing thousands of pages of evidence and have agreed there is enough to proceed. All UK police forces have been made aware of this investigation. The case was lodged on 20th of December 2021 by a group including Dr Sam White, lawyer Philip Highland, PJH Law, lawyer Lois Bayliss, Broad Yorkshire Law, and retired policeman Mark Sexton, and I think that's where the confusion entered because it, the report that I shared actually had it as Mark Steele. So it's actually Mark Sexton. Requests for assistance have been made to international lawyer Robert F. Kennedy Jr., nephew of J.F. Kennedy, Dr. Reinem Fulmick, German lawyer who exposed the Volkswagen Audi emission scandal, Dr. Michael Yaden, former Pfizer vice president, plus countless other doctors, professors, virologists, NHS whistleblowers, biologists, data experts and lawyers nationally and internationally, some of whom have already made direct contact with the UK police and were acknowledged by Superintendent Simpson, assistant to Cressida Dick, head of the Metropolitan Police. 
Mark Sexton says the evidence submitted to Philip Highland and Dr. Sam White against the UK's Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, MHRA, is damning and shows they did not carry out due diligence surrounding the vaccine data, trials and studies, and that they continued to ignore the death, harm and injury that the COVID vaccines cause. This is now a live criminal investigation. We were forced to act due to the complacency of the UK government, despite them being fully aware of the catastrophic death and injury figures to adults and children alike. Now, I also shared in a previous um, show about um, a filing of a lawsuit to the International Criminal Court. Now, I was sceptical in terms of what the jurisdiction was. Well, I've come across this article by the Desert Review, and it's actually from the 20th of December, updated December 27th. Gates, Fauci and Dazak charged with genocide in court filing. In a stunning 46-page legal filing to the International Criminal Court on December 6, an intrepid attorney and seven applicants accused Anthony Fauci, Peter Dazak, Melinda Gates, William Gates III and 12 others of numerous violations of the Nuremberg Code. These included various crimes against humanity and war crimes as defined by the Rome Statutes, Articles 6, 7, 8, 15, 21 and 53. And there's a series of um, links there. Besides the four kingpins, 12 others were named, including the CEOs of the leading vaccine corporations and the health leaders held accountable for the United Kingdom. Albert Bourla, CEO of Pfizer, Stephanie Bansell, CEO of Moderna, Pascal Soriot, CEO of AstraZeneca, Alex Gorski, CEO of Johnson Johnson, Tedros Adhanom Gebrasus, Director General of The Who, Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister, Christopher Whitty, UK Chief Medical Advisor, Matthew Hancock, former UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Sajid Javid, current UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, June Rain, UK Chief Executive of Medicines and Healthcare Products, Dr. Rajiv Shah, President of the Rockefeller Foundation, Klaus Schwab, President of the World Economic Forum. The article now goes on to give a, a quick bio of all these people listed on the in the court case, and I don't have time to go through all of that. What I want to do is jump to the part that talks about the jurisdiction of this court. As a direct result of the Nuremberg World War II experience, the United Nations asked the International Law Commission to develop the Nuremberg Principles, the key standards to avoid the Nazi doctors' atrocities. Unfortunately, as Hannah Rose pointed out, many of these ten principles of the Nuremberg Code were systematically violated by the United Kingdom and many other countries during the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's actually got an image here of the International Criminal Court building. In addition, a permanent International Criminal Court was established for investigation and enforcement known as the International Criminal Court. The ICC began full-time operations in 2002 and currently has 123 member nations that have explicitly agreed to be bound by the Rome Statutes. The United Kingdom is a member while the United States is not. However, under Article 12.3 of the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court, even a state that is not a member may exercise jurisdiction by declaration lodged with the registrar meaning that any nation may be subject to the ICC depending upon the circumstances, member nation or not. Keep in mind that Nazi Germany had not consented to jurisdiction. The ICC bills itself as a court of last resort, meaning that claims should be decided in the perpetrator's home nation whenever possible. However, the core principle of immunity drives the ICC the belief that no one who commits war crimes should enjoy freedom from criminal responsibility. Therefore, the ICC operates as an impartial and omnipotent arbiter of world human rights and will aggressively step in when it sees flagrant Nuremberg-type atrocities without consequence. 
That is precisely what Hannah Rose has identified in her legal brief in point two. She writes, we have tried to raise this case through the English police and the English court system without success. We have been unable even to get the case registered either with the police or with the court after several attempts. This is such a case, which is why we are addressing the ICC directly. Now, of course, I've just read something which suggests that the police have taken this case and created a case number. But um, it's very interesting that this actually does have jurisdiction. And the it is a very long article. I don't have time for it. But it's, it then goes into detail about all the reasons why this case is um, genuine and relevant and has a very good case. So it makes you wonder whether all these about turns are because they know the jig is up, as it were, and they're now in fear of being um, prosecuted for crimes against humanity and mass murder, genocide, etc., etc. But it's interesting how all these drips of information and evidence are starting to really come together and very damning they are against the people who have perpetrated these um, crimes. Another article I don't have to read is from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net, but the headline speaks volumes. Um, This was yesterday as well. Evidence that US government targeted red states with deadly batches of vaccine. We know that certain vaccines have kept cropping up in the VAERS report, suggesting that there were specific batches that were the most lethal and damaging um, of the vaccines that were being distributed. Now, another subject in the news is the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And I mentioned about how there was this um, juror that had been on various fake media who seemed to be a plant um, to justify calling for a retrial. So this is uh, an article by Epoch News. I have to say I'm rather disappointed in Epoch, sorry, Epoch Times, because some of the things they're putting out now are really questionable. Um, This was January 20th, Maxwell Defence Files motion for new trial over sex trafficking charges. Uh, New York, Ghislaine Maxwell's defence team filed a motion in federal court on December 19th requesting a new trial for the British socialite. Now, this should be on January 19th because it was only on December 29th that Maxwell was found guilty of five out of six sex trafficking charges. Um, It says accompanying exhibits for the new trial request are under seal. At the centre of the motion is juror number 50, who had recently stated publicly he was a victim of childhood sexual abuse and made this known to his fellow jurors during deliberations. The prosecution had previously requested there be an inquiry into the juror and the defence had previously requested a new trial. On January 5th, Judge Alison Nathan set a briefing schedule with January 19th as the date the defence could officially file a motion for a new trial. The prosecution could respond on February 2nd and the defence could reply to that on February 9th. But, you know, there has been evidence come out that this guy um, who potentially swayed the rest of the jury by recounting his experiences as a a victim of child sexual abuse has been linked to the Carlisle group. And if you follow the trail, it leads to all the the bad guys, you know, the Clintons, all the rest of them, who obviously don't want Ghislaine Maxwell to be found guilty. Because she's already threatening to release the names of eight people who were part of this child trafficking. We also got uh, Bill Clinton's dirty Epstein, Epstein secret is out. They were like brothers, Prince Andrew's ex alleges. And this was uh, published January 19th. Slick Willie's alleged close ties to the late billionaire paedophile Jeffrey Epstein are being exposed. And it's got an image of um, this portrait that was hanging in Epstein's New York mansion, I think it was, 
with Clint, Bill Clinton in this blue dress, which apparently is the dress that Monica Lewinsky was wearing when she was um, not in a sexual relationship with Clinton. And it's got red shoes, when we know the significance of red shoes. Uh, the former President Bill Clinton's past has just come back to haunt him as his alleged close ties to the late billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein are being exposed. Clinton was definitely very close to Jeffrey, Lady Victoria Hervey, the ex-girlfriend of Prince Andrew, said in the new ITV documentary, Ghislaine Prince Andrew and the Pedophile. Hervey went on to explain that she saw their relationship up close because she was a good friend of the disgraced British socialite, Ghislaine Maxwell, who introduced her to Andrew. And then we have a very irreverent article from the Daily Mail. Um, this was, let me see, what was the date? Um, 16th of January. Prince Andrew may have dated Ghislaine Maxwell. Insiders tell documentary the pair had easy warmth around each other and reveal Royal would shout and scream if his collection of 60 teddy bears was disturbed by servants. Prince Andrew has been alleged to have dated Ghislaine Maxwell in the past. Duke of York also alleged to scream if maids messed up teddy bear collection. Former royalty protection officer said Maxwell entered and exited palace at will. It comes after the Duke of York, 61, was stripped of his royal and military titles. ITV's Ghislaine, Prince Andrew and the Pedophile is on Tuesday night at 9pm. To make matters worse for Prince Andrew, Daily Mail reports again, and this was yesterday, exclusive Prince Andrew could be stripped of 24-hour armed security and lose his bodyguards as he is not a working royal. Exclusive. Prince Andrew could lose his constant police protection next month. Sources say a review of his security is being carried out by Met and Home Office. Andrew has so far been allowed to keep his taxpayer-funded police bodyguards. And it says Prince Andrew could lose his round-the-clock police protection as early as next month after he was exiled as a frontline royal. Sources say a full review of his security is being carried out by the Metropolitan Police and the Home Office following last week's decision by the Queen to strip her son of his remaining military and charitable affiliations and stop him using his HRH title. He must now fight claims of rape and sexual assault in the US courts as a private citizen. And to add insult to injury, of course, he was always the Queen's favourite son. So I'm not going to carry on with that, but um, he is in deep trouble. And um, there have been rumours that the Queen has been arrested, but I'm not going to go there. I haven't got the information in front of me. But, you know, it's like the House of Cards is falling down with all these people and all these things coming to light across the different areas, agendas that we've been following. Now, I'm just going to finish with my last topic, which is to do with the Ashley Babbitt shooting that happened on January 6th. And I've covered quite a bit recently on the January 6th truths coming out despite the attempts by the select committee to spin this whole narrative and try and pin it on Trump and the Trump supporters. This again is Epoch Times and Babbitt tried to stop attack on Capitol Speaker's lobby video shows. This was published on the 17th. Video shows female Trump supporters desperate pleas to prevent rioters from breaking windows. Stop. No, don't. Wait. Ashley Babbitt, who was fatally shot by a police officer at the US Capitol on January 6, 2021, desperately tried to prevent rioters from vandalising the doors leading to the Speaker's lobby at the Capitol that day, even stepping between one troublemaker and officers guarding the doors, a video footage analysis shows. Frame-by-frame video evidence analysed by the Epoch Times paints a vastly different picture of Babbitt's actions than that portrayed in media accounts over the past year. News media regularly painted Babbitt as violent, a rioter or an insurrectionist who was angrily trying to breach the Speaker's lobby. 
Video clips appear to show she tried to prevent the attack, not join it. Video footage shot by John Sullivan, also known as Jaden X, shows that Babbitt tried to stop the violence against the speaker's lobby at least four times before she climbed into a broken window and was fatally shot by U.S. Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd. At one point, she was so distressed at the violence, she jumped up and down in frustration. The reality of it is, Ashley wasn't a violent person. She was a good person, but they've demonised her to become this domestic terrorist that she never has been. Taylor Hansen, an independent journalist who was feet away from Babbitt when she was shot, told the Epoch Times. She served her country for 14 years. That's just insane to me that they can actually get away with pushing this narrative, Hansen said. They've done that by suppressing first-hand witnesses like me. Hansen said he was walking behind Babbitt in a hallway on the second floor of the Capitol about 2.40pm. She turned right down the speaker's lobby hallway. Hansen followed. We didn't know anything about the building we were in. She turned the corner and I just followed her, Hansen said. A big group of people followed us after I followed her. People just kind of emerged on the door. By that time, she was stuck in the corner. She was literally trapped there. Babbitt, who served in the U.S. Air Force as a military police officer, was chatting with three officers from the U.S. Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia. And it's got a series of photos highlighting where Ashley Babbitt was. About five minutes prior to her getting shot and killed, all of those officers, Officer Yetta and the other officers in the hall, the MPD cops, they were all joking with her and laughing with her, Hansen said. They were having conversations and joking and laughing. Then not even five minutes later, Michael Bird comes and executes her. The article describes um, what Ashley was doing and how she was trying to get these people to stop that were smashing the windows in the doors. And it says Babbitt feared for her life, her husband said, so she climbed into the broken window to escape. Bird shot her before she got more than partway into the window frame. And there's a lot more in this article that I don't have time for, which is really explaining the scenario from the perspective of the people who were actually there instead of just looking at a video and making your own interpretation of it. And, of course, the biggest issue is, well, I say biggest, the, one of the big issues is the US Department of Justice cleared Bird of criminal culpability in the shooting death without ever questioning him or taking a statement that explains his actions that day, according to investigative records and the Babbitt family attorney. And it seems like they just didn't want these um, witnesses to testify that Ashley Babbitt was innocent. She was trying to stop the people from, you know, destroying these doors and breaking in. And there was absolutely no justification for this officer to have fired at her and killed her. It's a very sad story, actually. Um, but we'll have to see how this plays out now that this evidence has come out because of the release of this video. So that's all I have time for in terms of the news this week. As I said when I started out, we are powerful manifestors. We are co-creators. We really need to focus on justice being done, on these traitors and criminals and evil people facing justice and setting this world to rights, basically, putting people back in who work for the light and removing the dark side completely. So keep our eyes on that outcome. In the meantime, we can observe what's going on without putting energy into the negative side because, as that earlier um, article I read says, fear energy is what feeds the dark side. So let's not give them any more louche. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed the show. I will be here again next week with another Cosmic Creating Show, and I hope you'll join me. Uh, you can find me again at thesuccessalchemist.net. That's my coaching website. You can find me at thewebalchemist.net, which is my 
web development website and you can also find me at empoweredmanifestation.com which is my book on manifestation and um, I'd like to thank Nancy for producing as always and thank you again for listening be well stay safe and bye for now you have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.